Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Stuck With You. It's basically been designed to either keep us busy while we're in self-isolation or send us completely insane. The concept is simple. I listen to one album at least once a day for seven days. You'll be hearing my entries every day as I learn to live with that album. This week, I've taken on Mariah Carey's 11th album, E equals MC squared. The album is widely considered to be underrated by fans, even though it spawned a number one single in Touch My Body. More than 12 years later, fans took it to the top of the iTunes charts, spreading it on Twitter with the hashtag justice for EMC squared. Let's dive in and see if the justice is really necessary. Day one. It's interesting, Mariah Carey fans have this knack of pulling out old albums from her and sending it back to the top of the iTunes charts. And they did it a few months ago, or maybe a year ago now, with her movie Glitter, which was widely panned by critics. And then they did it with E equals MC squared last week, and now they're doing it with Chamber Bracelet as well. So I've latched onto E equals MC squared as that's the album that I probably remember the most from Mariah Carey, apart from the emancipation of Mimi, growing up in the early 2000s. And I remember that this album was kind of widely considered a flop for Mariah Carey. It was obviously had one hit in Touch My Body, but after that, it failed to really launch any other big singles, which is crazy given that the album before that, she had about six massive singles on it. As with every Mariah Carey album, she's co-produced every song on E equals MC squared. And I think after my first listen through today, I actually think it's a great Mariah Carey album. There's a lot of ballads, probably one of her more ballad-heavy albums, um, but they're all mostly R&B-tinged and mid-tempo, and then there are a few bangers on there, but mostly they're the ones where she can really show off those vocals. I think critics didn't really like this album, um, and a lot of them said that it sounded like she was stretching her voice now for the first time, which, listening back, I think is absolutely ridiculous given that she literally starts the album on the whistle note on Migrate. And to that point, Migrate's one of my favourites on the album on the first listen through. I think that it's a really good um, R&B club banger and really of the time, particularly pulling T-Pain in and it's really interesting to hear his vocals paired with Mariah's really strong vocals. Apart from that, it's the ballads that I'm really gravitating towards. I Stay In Love is great. Um, Side Effects is also really good, reminds me of like Love in This Club era Usher. And all up, I think there's a few forgettable moments on here, but it's a really good album and probably the first album of this experiment that I might actually enjoy the whole week through, but I don't want to speak too soon. Day two. So as is becoming tradition on day two, of this experiment. I'm going to go through every single song and tell you what my initial thoughts are on it now. So we're going to start with the opener, Migrate, um, which I hear there's actually some criticisms out there of the song, but I'm not having any of it. It's opening the note with that whistle note is iconic Mariah. And I still think that this is one of the strongest moments on the album, as I said yesterday. Touch My Body's Next, the first single from it. And it was such an odd single to come out at the time, given that it feels quite 
paper thin and light in terms of the beat, but it's something fun, something for the summertime, and it's a top-tier Mariah single, in my opinion, particularly for this millennium. Cruise Control is one that I've actually forgotten even existed. Most of these songs I remember listening to when the album first came out, but this one completely went over me. Um, Mariah is kind of incapable of writing a bad melody, but this one feels a little forgettable to me. And her, her Jamaican accent is sort of questionable as well, going up against Damien Mar- Marley. I don't think that was a necessary moment. But still, not a terrible song. I Stay In Love is the first big ballad on the album. It kind of makes sense that this is where she really succeeds. This is Mariah's wheelhouse and the biggest hits off the Emancipation of Mimi were all R&B ballads from Don't Forget About Us to We Belong Together. She's delivered once again here. It's a masterclass and I think it really should have been the second single from the album. Side Effects is one that I loved yesterday, as I said, and I'm still loving it now. This really thick synth work that is so reminiscent of that period in R&B and I don't know if it's because it feels nostalgic to me or because it actually still feels relevant but it just stands out on this album as one of, one of the real shining moments. I'm that chick we go back into up-tempo Mariah with a little bit of a disco feel. It's really almost good but I think like on caution she should have just stuck to her R&B wheelhouse and stayed away from Stargate Pop. It just doesn't make much sense on this album. And it feels like, I know I've said Touch My Body body was paper thin, but that was kind of in a playful way. I'm That Chick kind of breezes over you without leaving any real impact. Love Story is another big ballad on here, and I can tell it's one of the ballads that I'm really going to like well into the week. According to the intro, MC asked Jermaine Dupree to make it knock and he really did. The beat goes so hard and that's a really rare compliment for a ballad. I'll Be Loving You Long Time sees Mariah in that mid-2000s sweet spot. There's horns, triumphant melodies, hyperbolic lyrics and it feels really good. Last Kiss is another big ballad on the record. It's interesting that she chose to make so many slow songs on this album given that 2008 was not really a time for slow songs, particularly on the radio. But she knows that that's what she does well, and she absolutely kills it here. It's the sixth ballad on the album, from what I've counted, but Jermaine and Mariah make magic when they do this kind of tempo. Thanks for Nothing is another ballad, and this is one I actually really remember from back in the day. I love when Mariah dismisses someone on a mid-tempo track. This album just has so few missteps and it seems crazy to me that it only got like two singles and was basically a flop by commercial standards. OOC, we're back to something a little bit up-tempo and it feels like purified water. It's just a really like scientifically constructed track that just feels so good from Mariah's intro to that really fresh beat. I really like this one. For the record is fine, but out of all the ballads we've heard so far, given that we're getting really deep into the album now, it's one that's forgettable and it's standing out to me as the weakest on the album right now. Bye Bye, which was the second single from the album after Touch My Body. It's just wild to me that this was the second single that she followed Touch My Body with a grief bop. And I think it's the reason that the whole album flopped. It just wasn't a strong enough single to carry it across the line. I Wish You Well is the final track and she pulls us back in with that Mariah gospel moment. 
She's finished nearly every single one of her albums with something like this. And this is actually, I think, one of the strongest gospel moments for Mariah. Back for day three, and I'm having a bit bit of trouble with migrate at the moment. The bounce, bounce, bounce start of migrate is starting to trigger me because it kind of feels like the song they play in Russian Doll every time she dies. And I feel like every morning I'm waking up and hearing this album again, and it's starting to feel a little bit monotonous. But I still think it's a great song. It's just that those opening lines of the the song just keep taking me back to that Russian Doll moment for some reason. Moving past that, though, I want to talk about Touch My Body, which, in my opinion, is one of the best Mariah singles she's had this millennium. It's just crazy that in an era with all these big pop songs, she decided to come through with that one, with this really slinky R&B jam that has this really subtle chorus, and it still managed to go to number one. I think some of going to number one is that the star power that she had at the time, particularly coming off an album that was as big as Mimi, but I also think it was kind of refreshing to hear something like that on the radio when you've got a lot of rock pop, kind of Katy Perry, and then even Lady Gaga with really big dance tunes at the time. Cruise Control, I spoke a little bit about yesterday, but it's really starting to come a clear least favourite for me. She doesn't really pull off the accent that she tries to, and the whole thing kind of feels like a bit of a gimmick. That said, if I was to put it up against any of my least favourites from the albums that I've had to listen to for the last few weeks, this one is absolutely the best one, hands down. It doesn't really go down to the um, grade of Paris Hilton or Katy Perry. Really, at this point, like day three into it is usually the time when I start to get really annoyed by these albums, but I really think this is a great great album. Side Effects is the one that I'm getting excited to hear each time. It's got that sort of heavy neon drenched production, as I mentioned, like Usher's Love in This Club. Um, and it's perfect for Mariah's voice. I don't, I just don't know how this wasn't a single. It should have been the one straight after Touch My Body and maybe it would have saved the whole thing. Day four. I don't think I really knew at the time this came out how far-reaching Mariah's discography was. This is her late into her third decade of her career, and she was still making really relevant music, which is wild for a pop career. She was owning that down-tempo R&B space still, and I think I Stay In Love is an excellent example of that. It's A-grade, really. The writing, the harmonies, the piano-driven beat. It's perfect. And that's not the only one on the album either. You've got Last Kiss, Thanks for Nothing, and Love Story. Mariah and Jermaine Dupree are one of the best partnerships of all time musically. And they really don't get enough credit for what they did on E equals MC squared, and particularly the emancipation of Mimi. I feel like they get bypassed when you're starting to have the conversations about great pop partnerships like Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff or Gwen Stefani and the Neptunes. I was doing some reading about what critics said about this album and they were lukewarm on it, which I kind of get given that the musical climate at the time was not really in line with what she did on E equals MC square. But they did say that Mariah's voice was starting to show signs of wear and tear, which is bullshit. If anything, the maturity adds even more interesting textures. These low notes on thanks for nothing and nothing but chef's kiss I've written. Also in Bye Bye, she hits the whistle note 
like it's nothing, which is something that she can still do now as she proves on caution. I know the point of this whole experiment is for me to eventually hate the album and really pick it to pieces, but it's just not happening here. I'm going to appreciate it more and more. Songs that really didn't hit early on, like OOC, are starting to become favourites. And I'll talk a little bit about the songs that are becoming annoying. As I mentioned yesterday, the start of Migrate feels a little deja vu now. Not Mariah's fault. She didn't design the album to be listened to daily 12, to, 12 years later. Bye Bye is fine, but it's a terrible second single choice. And given that there are so many R&B mid-tempos on this, I think For the Record feels like an unnecessary inclusion. On the last note, I really appreciate Mariah's commitment to the gospel album Closer, which I mentioned yesterday, but I want to go a little bit deeper into today. I wish you well might actually be the best. Fly Like a Bird on Mimi is good. The Art of Letting Go on the Elusive Chanteuse is one of that album's highlights, and even Portrait on Caution is a big moment for that record. Um, but there's something about I Wish You Well that feels really stripped back and a moment to hear Mariah's voice after this really big album of thick R&B beats. I've always believed that an album closer is best served as a ballad. Day five. I'm thinking today about how Mariah has kind of always ignored what was going on around her. In 2008, when I've looked at the songs that were popular then, it was Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, Estelle's American Boy, Rihanna's Disturbia, Taylor Swift's Love Story. And yet Mariah said, you're getting an album with nine ballads on it. I don't care what's going on in the rest of the world. Commercially, it's obviously a terrible decision. Artistically, it's a great decision. Mariah owned this lane in the 2000s because she just kept sticking with it, a little bit like what Ciara did. Chamber Bracelet, Emancipation, and this all feature some of the best R&B and mid-tempos of the decade. I think this was kind of inspired by the success of We Belong Together because they all take that sort of blueprint on E equals MC squared. Mariah said that this success of Mimi allowed her more creative freedom with this one. And you can hear that in songs like Touch My Body and Migrate. But she goes on to call it a really, really fun record. Nearly every song about on this is about the end of a relationship. So it's hardly a riot, but maybe she's calling it fun because she got the chance to flaunt her vocals in all their glory. That reduces the album to sound a little blasé, but that's not what I mean to do. It's actually a pretty heavy album in parts. On Side Effects, she talks about an abusive relationship with her ex-husband singing, keeping me there under your thumb because you were scared that I'd become much more than you could handle. She takes something quite dark and cuts it with a positive undercurrent. I live with the side effects, but I ain't going to let it get the best of me. It's easy to forget how great of a songwriter and producer Mariah is. She writes love songs, and sometimes if you don't listen closely enough, they can come off as vague, but they never are with Mariah. They're deeply personal songs, and she really needs to get her credit as a writer and producer. So day five, still loving it, justice for E equals MC squared. Day six. I'm finding that day six of these challenges so far are the day that I start to nitpick. And also an apology for leaving behind my Ashley Simpson challenge, which fell apart around day six when I decided that I just could not invest any more time in the album. I think I've made it pretty clear, though, that I've enjoyed this one. And it hasn't really been a chore, but there are a few songs that I really want to skip every now and then. 
The first one is I'm That Chick. It's not necessarily a bad song, but I think it's the context right now. To me, it sounds so similar to Doja Cat's Say So, which is everywhere at the moment, obviously. And I'm That Chick just really sounds like a cheap copy of it, even though that's impossible because it came 11 years earlier. Cruise Control is the other one, as I think I've mentioned quite a few times now. It just feels out of line with the rest of the album. Like maybe as a standalone single, it would be great, but it just takes this off in this wildly unnecessary detour. The hook is also not that strong, which is interesting because every other song on the album has a really strong hook. The other one I will get rid of is Bye Bye. I get that Mariah has had success with songs like this before, like One Sweet Day. But this one doesn't work like that. It's easily the weakest ballad on the album and feels unnecessarily gimmicky. If I had to pick two favourites right now, I'd go with Side Effects and maybe Thanks for Nothing. It's hard though because I stay in love and Love Story are also excellent. Tomorrow I'm going to wrap up this challenge and I'm going to give you my top three songs and my bottom three songs. Day seven. We've finally come to the end of the challenge and I think it will come to no surprise to anybody who's been listening this to this that I've really enjoyed going back into this album and it's made me want to dive even further into Mariah Carey's discography. It's funny because she had most of her biggest success before the 2000s and yet I know Mariah Carey as being a 2000s pop star because that's the era that I was growing up in. So it's been nice to be able to return to this album but also to go a little bit further back and understand how she got to this point. I definitely agree with everyone on Twitter. There should be justice for E equals MC squared. Um, And I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think there should be. But first, I'm going to start with my top three songs at the end of listening to that. So my first one is Touch My Body, the first single, as I've said, Light easy to listen to, really fun, feels like summertime. Mariah's being really playful, which is something that she always nails on her up-tempo R&B tracks. And I think that it stood the test of time. It still sounds fresh now. My next one is Side Effects. I really like that she was able to touch on something so heavy to her, but also make this mid-tempo R&B track that could still go hard in the clubs. My final one of this is Thanks for Nothing, which is one of the kind of most down-tempo songs on the album and maybe one of the darkest as well, but the melodies just really shine through on this one and I kept going back and listening to it a few times after I finished running through the album. Now for the bad news, the bottom three. I think it will come to no surprise that Cruise Control is in there. It just was a skippable track for me. And I really think that she should have deleted it and just stuck to the down-tempo songs. I'm That Chick, another up-tempo that I didn't enjoy. And then the final one is Bye Bye, which, as I said, I think derailed the whole campaign of this album because it just isn't melodically as strong as the other ballads, but it's also not really a message that people were kind of connecting to commercially at the time. Overall, though, this is obviously a great album and the first one I haven't got sick of. I'm definitely not going to go back and listen to it tomorrow, but there are a few tracks I'd add to my playlist now. I don't think Mariah has a truly bad album in her discography, and maybe this is the one that sticks out as the sort of one that took her mainstream pop career in a negative direction because it just didn't have the hits to carry it. 
There's a few reasons for this, I think. Ageism, first and foremost. She also wasn't making music that was popular at the time. E equals MC squared actually sounds like it would be more relevant now in the era of people like Khalid and Summer Walker, Kalani, those really like R&B purists. If I've got one negative for this, it's that she could have chopped it down. If she made it the length of caution, it could have easily been as good as it. Still, this whole record is a masterclass in ballad and mid-tempo R&B. The fact that people were criticising her voice is absolutely ridiculous, and I'm glad I've gone back and erased any negative connotations I had from it. Next week, I'm probably going to make it a little bit more difficult for myself and choose someone who's less consistent than Mariah Carey, but I'm going to post that on Twitter soon. Until then, have a good week, and I will speak to you later. Monday, Tuesday.